It's May 26, 2019. It's 1.21 p.m. Today's episode is actually four segments that kind of got blended into two segments. I did it a lot out on the move, like the original uh, podcast. I, I was on the move. So um, I was on my way to running. Because I, I found that somehow um, the best ideas come along, um, and, and by side suggestion and by my own uh, idea, my own idea generation come along in in, in physical uh, activity. So, uh, so today's segments will be first one will be Donald J. Trump and independent verification. So the first half is kind of like observation and things that happen are happening and happened to Donald J. Trump. And then the second part is independent verification of the last 12 to 24 hours of remote views, uh, side accounts, side testimony, these things that occurred in the last 12 to 24 hours. So um, I think the last part you'll have to use, you'll have to reference uh, the side theater, the side performance theater, because obviously they're performing it in a theater, and I'm independently verifying those performances, or probably multiple of us are um, uh, independently verifying that this information as it's related to them. Um, the second segment is on incarceration and uh, observations. So the first one is like... Um, Incarceration, undue incarceration, really, it's truly is what it is, um, for drug offenses. And then the second one is observations of our country and hypocrisy in our country. So, okay, let's get into today's, um, let's get into today's, actually, you know what, it, it winds up that our country still has value. Texas, I, I, I state the tech, Houston, but Texas, I mean Dallas, but Texas in general is on the right path. And we have a firm foundation, who we want to be, who we are, and, and what we'd like our country to be. And we're expressing that in our work. And that's, 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 a, that's a very Texas thing. We are, we like to express who we are through our work. We are, God, I hate to use that word, worker bees, but we, we find our identity in our work. A lot of it. So, um, I said hypocrisy and our, so take that back. Let's just say observations about our country. I don't want to go too negative there because it's not a negative segment. All right. This is like your project. Let's get into it. This is like project. It's May 26, 2019. It's 10, a.m. The last 12 hours, I remote viewed different aspects of former President um, Donald J. Trump um, and his incarceration. It's caused me to send off various tweets, posts. And other suggestions. So I guess I guess 
I'll go through the events and then I'll address how how I, um, these other posts came to be. Um, the events that were displayed to me is that Donald J. Trump resigned, was in California. Now, I don't have, while I have a description of the events, I don't have an accurate timeline as to when they occurred. I just have a, a, a loose flow of the events. So um, he resigned. He was in California. He appears to have been arrested for, uh, uh, incarcerated for something. I don't know what the actual charge was that he was incarcerated for. Well, and <laughs> whether it, was he incarcerated for drugs or uh, possession or maybe uh, <laughs> of all things, could he have been uh, arrested for uh, drug smuggling? Uh, I, I'm unsure what he was arrested for. Or, and here, here's the deal, it states in the side that he was sent to Susanville. Now, there are two prisons. There, there are... I, I, myself, by the way, was unjustly incarcerated in Susanville. There's a state prison in, 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 in Susanville, and just right on the outskirts of Susanville, there's another prison, but it's a federal prison. So, was he incarcerated at the federal prison? Like, was he charged under a federal warrant for charges like misappropriation of funds and then sent to the federal prison in, Susan, in Susanville? And then when California succeeded, we just left him there in the federal prison? Is that what happened? You see, we're still kind of blinded because, of course, we don't have access to the truth. But here, here's, here's other things. The man has fallen deeper into the degradation of his character. Well, he said, what does that mean? What does that really mean when you say something like that? It means he's debasing himself through drug use. Uh, and this is kind of where the post started is... You know, I started to replay my events. I, I said, this man, you know, I observed his his obsession. I observed his addiction and the size. So I said, it's life or death for this man to, uh, if you even suggest the removal of drugs, he takes it as a life or death situation. So, and in that, I said to myself, How did I recover from my obsession? Because I can walk. And I have walked on it for years now. Either in a, in, a, in, in Sacramento in a tent situation or here in Dallas where, you know, I am tested from time to time. I mean, I live in a house that is uh, drug storage. So, uh, you know, so I live in a house that's drug storage. So the question is, how did I recover from my obsession? Well, first off, I have to qualify it. You know, some people look at it as a disease that's with you for a lifetime. I did not see it that way. I did not see it that way. I suffered from a mental disorder that needed to be resolved, and that falls under the terms of obsession. I, 
you know, I, I, at times I wonder to myself, I say to myself, how did I, what was the fascination with this? Because I don't have the fascination anymore. I see it all, and I see the drugs all the time, my drink of choice. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't have that fascination, that pull, that, that want, that desire, that none of that exists anymore. And I, thank God, <laughs> thank God. But um, I had to ask myself, what can I provide to help this man through his circumstance? And so then let's get back, let's get back on to um, where we need to be. And so I said, you know, the truth is, um, and, uh, and aside, by the way, we, uh, I replaced my obsession. I replaced it with a healthy obsession. And then aside provided the terminology replacement therapy, and it's exactly true. It, it, it was a form of replacement therapy. Um, I went through a sort of quarantine, probably unwittingly. Um, while I was in prison, I was socially isolated. And in that um, quarantine, that isolation, I, uh, well, the prisons force you into building a routine out of your day. If you want to move around to get anything done. And so I had resolved. There, there, there was a point. There is, there, is, there is one thing that has to happen. You have to resolve to be better. I, didn't, I did not write that down. And I had come to that point in my life where I wanted to resolve to be better. When it came down to that life or death question that I, that I see going on in the former president and the side, I see him still choosing the drug. I had come to that life or death situation and finally said, I want something different. But in order to do that, I need to understand how to build this healthier life, life again, because that's what you have to redo. You have to rebuild that healthy life routine. And so unwittingly, the prison put a, a, you know, made routine programming. You know, you get and what is routine programming? You say, what what is that? What, What is that? What is routine programming? So routine programming means you wake up, you eat at a set time. You uh, you go out at a, at a certain time every single day. You eat lunch at a certain time every single day. Uh, again, you're allowed to meet with friends at a certain time every single day. And you're allowed to, of course, eat dinner and sleep at the same time every single day. That routine is still not enough to cure the obsession. You still think about it. You'll just be locked in a routine with, with the negative thoughts on your mind. You'll just be locked in a routine. You'll be thinking about drugs. Now, here's what has to be done. And, and the side helped me along with some of the some of this. I'm not gonna some of the terminology, but the overall concept is just my experience. You have to introduce new stimuli. Um and then I say, and when you say, what is this new stimulus? Another obsession, a healthy one. That's where the replacement comes in. For me, it was fitness. So once you once you introduce that new that that new obsession, and you start to and, and you integrate it into your routine, you you will be amazed. It, it may not happen in the first week. 30, 90 days, you'll start to think, 
less and less and less about your old obsession. You have replaced your obsession. It's a tricky thing how the mind works. It's based on rewards and reinforcement. That is exactly how the mind works. Rewards and reinforcement. For me, fitness became rewarding in itself. And it, the routine reinforced it every single day. Now, you say, well, fitness for a 70-year-old man's the joys of fitness are for everybody, but okay. I, I can see I can see where that could be an issue. I can see where that could be an issue. You know, photography, but the man is in prison. There are no cameras in prison. There's the whole sporting life, which is in prison. And you say, what is the sporting life? Well, well sports. Sports. Activities. You get the joys of games. Cards, that does exist. Chess, that does exist. Well, I grant it. It's 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 tough, and you couldn't probably you couldn't stay stuck to one. But that sort of gaming life, sporting life, exists, and that that's that's a healthy addiction. It's a healthy addiction. Most people remember the 50s when people used to have card games. So if anybody out there or bowling, that, that's what I would consider the sporting life. Or flag football. I actually did that for a year. And uh, flag football is a good sporting life type event. Racquetball, I'd highly suggest. Um, so the, the reintroduction of, you know, and I see a difference between sports and, and fitness or games and and if for people that are outside of prison actually if he's in a federal prison he can get the uh, the electronic games he can maybe find some something in that that he could that he he can he can hold on to maybe writing is his thing maybe his mind isn't so degraded but here's the thing the current way to treat obsession and this this is what I noted in the side the current way to treat obsession is an exposure and response. Expose the person to the obsession in a hope that it will dull the fascination in some way by continually exposing them to that obsession. That is outrageously unacceptable for drug, for, uh, drug addict behavior. Exposing an individual over and over to drugs is going to lead to the degradation of their moral character, meaning they are going to further debase themselves for their drug. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. It's unacceptable that that anybody in mental health would be recommending that. That tells you how arcane our mental health... um, our mental health diagnoses are that you know. And, and here's the depth of that: is that the people making the recommendations for these uh, solutions that they have these these mental health solutions have never gone through the experience. They lack the experience of going through drug addict behavior, so they make an assumption or um, a prescription. Of, of course, exposure, 
compulsion to dull the fascination. That may work for a non-addictive, non-narcotic drug scenario, but for a, a for drug addict behavior and an addictive substance, a substance, it is. Uh, it's it will lead to that person staying trapped in that exposure scenario forever. As long as you present the drug to them, they will continue because it's being re- reinforced and rewarded. We have to remember the drug rewards and then you're reinforcing it with continually exposing the individual to it. It's highly um, It is unacceptable. That's that's the best that's the best way I can put it. It's it's harmful. It's harmful to the individual. And unacceptable. It should be unacceptable uh notation for uh, uh obsessive compulsive disorder, a solution when dealing with drug addiction or drug addict behavior. Okay. So I think I've kinda I've kinda gone through the post. I've gone through um I've gone through where our, the former president is, and I, I've, you know, I want to say this. I'm going to take an unpopular stance, so, a very unpopular stance, but I'm going to reverse the chairs just slightly, and I, I hope I hope Polish. Oh, POTUS 44, I, I, know, I know he won't see this as slanderous. Uh, by the way, POTUS 44, I'm, I'm just wanting to use you as an example of how hypocritical our stance may be at this time. Um, I know my uh, intentions are not to uh, defame your character. But if we look at this Trump situation, and if we were to say an African-American have become addicted to drugs in the White House. Their whole entire family? And then, in his addiction, one, would we have hidden it the way we deal with the Trumps? Or would we have allowed it to as we deal with the mayor of D.C.? Do you remember those videos? Um... The mayor of D.C. where we allowed, oh, we just allowed everybody to watch him degrade himself on camera. Mary, Mary and Barry. I don't, I don't know if you remember that. Well, anyways, let's just, what, what makes Trump so different? Anyways, we're not going to go there. If, 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 if an African-American president had went through the same thing and then been shipped off to another land. By the way, he's Native Sire American too, right? And I'm a Native Sire American activist. And oh yes, I'm African American activist too. I'm sorry. I just if I if I didn't tell you that, I am. I'm I, that's just that's just that's just and you know what? I'm a human being activist too. Not, 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 how about I how about I point one say that? I point one say that. I represent anybody that's being degraded. Okay? Um so I'm sorry, I got a little you know, I get I get a little excited sometimes when I when I when I when I think I have a good a good um a good argument. And if we were to see if Obama and his family were addicted to drugs and 
forced out of the White House and sent to California where his addiction was was uh, being targeted. Would we be outraged? Would we be screaming bloody murder? Would we identify with his pain? And by the way, we have to view the degradation of Michelle Obama. I'm sorry, Ms. I'm sorry, um, uh, former first lady. I just, uh, I'm trying to help them understand what's going on here. Would we understand that? And his daughters? Can you imagine that? How painful that would be. We have to look at it from, I know we wanted to villainize them because of all these misguided tweets and statements, but all of that was drug addict behavior. We have to see it from the other frame that the man is was under the clutches of drug addiction. And you say, well, prior to his addiction, he's always been a, an a-hole. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right, yes. I haven't seen many redeeming qualities in, in the man. And I'm 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 gonna step out of that hypothetical I presented uh about Obama. Uh Pot I'm sorry, POTUS uh forty four uh President Obama. I haven't seen many redeeming qualities in the man. Donald J. Trump. But in the end I have to I I have to I have to wonder when when people were being sent to the ovens in Germany in Nazi in, in, in Nazi Germany did they debase themselves in some manner? How is it? How is it we we can villainize them, but we can't understand that California has a man in the clutches that millions voted for, by the way. Now I don't want you. I'm not saying support. I'm not saying support Donald Trump. I'm saying support a human being. Support. Support even sounds bad. Support even sounds bad. Because I, I, I see him as Benedict Arnold. That's right. He, he's Benedict Arnold.
Now, how did I come to this? How did I come to this? Where did I expect this conversation? What value did I expect? Because obviously I was pained enough to write the post to believe I could offer a suggestion to help. So I came to it saying, I believe he qualifies as a prisoner of war. And he may be being targeted. And in being a prisoner of war, right, he's in California, which succeeded from the Union. And he's a former leader, disgraced leader, who's being, him and his family are being obliterated through drug, drug addict behavior. Intentionally targeted and obliterated through drug addict behavior and sex slavery. I witnessed through um, Melania's, I believe Melania's eyes. She was in uh, an ambulance. Or a remote view through her eyes. She was in an ambulance. Trump was in agonizing pain. I guess he had... He had... um, He had seen, he had seen some of the, uh, some of what was going on with his former wife. Screams of pain. All right. And you're saying, well, why was she in ambulance? What happened? I don't know. I didn't want to, you know, traumatic memories can affect the remote viewer for a lifetime. So I'm thankful not to know the depth of the injury. But the word explosion was used, and that's about it. An explosion in a sex slave situation just does not sound. It does not sound good. So, yes, what am I saying? I'm saying exposure and response for the cure. The cure for obsession is a, a, a terrible cure when it, when when um, when applied to drug addict behavior. I'm saying Trump should be should be a prisoner of war. Should be termed that. I'm saying groups like Amnesty International should try to move the man into a neutral country. And he should be quarantined for a minimum of a year and work the replacement therapy. All of them. All of them. I'm not saying he should be coming back to America. But he shouldn't be in the hands of the enemy. I am saying that. All right. This is Psyche Project. I'm back because I just, um, I wanted to add something. And you probably say, why does he deal with the Trump situation so much? In the end, you have to remember this is a, a historical record. It's the psychic project. We had a first family
the leaders of the free world, the entire family was psychic. And they were targeted, dehumanized, degraded, humiliated, and exited from our country. It is content that's relevant for the psychic project. They're psychic people. And I have the we have the unique insight of of contacting them at any time. And understanding what they're going through. So I, I just want to put that out there for people that are wondering why the Trump tragedy continues to linger around the psychic project. And I, I've said it before. I'm, I'm just saying it again. He's a psychic person. And she was too. And the whole family was. So, and, and saying that, that that's why it, 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 it stays with us. It's historical record. All right, it's the psychic project closing. It's a psychic project. You know, I wanted to come back. There's this more I wanted as I walk. And, you know, that's that's how things usually happen. They unfold in your mind as you walk. Um, I, um, you know, he, if the man, and, 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 and from all, from all, it's, it's a person, uh, from, from all evidence, he is incarcerated in, in, California, he's a puppet. They could walk him out in a suit in front of cameras to meet the leader of North Korea. Take hands with him, photo op. Now the now the leader of North Korea has met with an ex-president. Should we should we assassinate him? Mind you, I I, I, I envision him as Benedict Arnold. What did I just call for the murder of another person? I wanted to say Native Side American, but a person? What? That doesn't seem that doesn't seem to really go with my free love stance, but this is war, right? Or is it war? And what is war when I have relatives in California? Man, if that's not the civil war being played out in our time and age, I don't know what it is. I really have relatives in California. As most of us probably do in some 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 way, a friend, a relative, a co-worker. How many of us flew out there for training or or, or something of this nature? <sighs> I 
I don't have an answer other than this man could be re- releasing sound bites. Maybe this was where some of this material is coming from. He could still be probably accessing the real Donald Trump. It is his con- it is I mean it is his account. He assumed it. He never picked up a different handle. The, the Twitter account, I'm sorry. How much misinformation is coming out of his incarceration? He's a puppet out there for drug addiction. Oh, you want some drugs? Please, uh, release, you, you'll have to do these sound bites and a photo op with uh, Osama bin Laden. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do that right now. Of course, we know that. But that's that's the hypothetical, right? You could eat a person in drug addict behavior quick to do that. That's the that's the least of the debasement worries we have we we we've seen the things I've seen in a sire. Let's just say intentional sexual debasement is a cruel, cruel and unusual. How's that? All right, Psyche Project. This is Psyche Project. Coming back, I wanted to finally document. Sometimes you have to be specific in uh, what I saw in the remote view for independent verification. Um, So this is where I probably in the in the podcast I'm going to say it's it, it's going to be graphic content, but I'm going to try to make it as uh, painless as possible. Um, what I the specifics of the remote views I saw last night were um, Donald J. Trump in a cell, his keister in the air. He was naked and showing his bottom to uh, the jail door. Okay, that's that's one scene. Several scenes of people in the side coming by to still tell him to stop using drugs, leave drugs alone. Several voices from the side. Drugs were no you know, screaming at him to stop using drugs. Another account that he was given um, 16 ounces of cocaine. Sixteen ounces of cocaine. Another account 
that he and that he was termed um, that he was termed as homo sapien. It was word replacement for homosexual. They described it in the sign. He runs out of drugs. Another account, he runs out of drugs. And then they push him out onto the tier to do sexual activity. He's only given so, so many drugs per day. And he had four or more hours to go, and I guess and there was a woman, and this is this another account, and that seemed to be dominating him in one account for um, oral sex. He would have been the person giving the oral sex. And she being the person being pleasured. Um, there was another account where the word poof was used. I'm sure if this was poof is, I guess, the expression used when you suddenly are out of drugs. Poof how it was um, relayed. Um, I, uh, I believe I believe we have everything. If I can think of any more, I'll come back and uh, we'll, we'll leave this part for the, the graphic um, description of the remote views. Psyche Project, additional note. There was a note that said Texas has the best cocaine. Arbor cocaine was the best cocaine. That's what, that's what the site said. So if we're looking for independent verification, I'm making sure I verify everything. I hear it's uh, 12.15 uh, the entire time I've heard Tracy Ellis Ross in the side uh, relaying different things, accounts about... Uh, about um, this particular podcast. Um, specifically, she shared um, that she was going to clean up <laughs> my uh, my uh, sorry, I'm running too, so I, when I have a thought, I stop. Uh, she was going to clean up my uh, not clean it up, but uh, relay um, the various understandings that I was having a thought. So, that's good. That's good. All right, it's a psychic project. Another uh, independent verification from last night was the Red Roof Inn in Sacramento was verified as a side performed uh, hotel. I'm not sure if it was just in Sacramento, in California, or in the entire nation. 
I, I, I suspect it was just his uncle. We're in that Metro Cordova location. But eh, the exact uh, the exact wording when everybody knows that the Red Roof Inn is a side-performed location. So that, that was uh, an episode or... or yeah, an independent verification. Next independent verification was that at the extended stay, the person behind the desk, she was a, a beautiful female, but she had that, that look like did you knew she was 17, 18. She was under 20. And so I had I'd never introduced myself. Um, beautiful woman, but she just, you know, I'm 48. <laughs> so I, I just... You know, and I guess Desai has said that that was Sacramento's way of trying to uh, induce me into criminal behavior, um, induce, uh, seduce um, me into criminal behavior. I um, my boundaries are very well set, so that 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 wasn't going to. That wasn't going to be an issue, but that's his independent verification from the events that played out last night in this um, side performance theater that seems to have taken place. That's a historical record, by the way, uh, because it's uh, nonfiction. Okay, so I want to I want to make sure we we understand that this side performance theater is different than misinformation. This is nonfiction accurate accounts that I happen to be in the size space. Some people can say mind space for. Alright, this is Psychic Project. Uh, an additional two accounts that came through last night. I can't remember if it said DPD or police department. Um, asked that I come over and verify which one, which of their officers were psychic. Like if I could walk around and identify which ones I heard in the side. And um, that would be an incredible, incredible value for a police department to know which one of the officers was psychic, the inclined or active, because that particular officer could be giving away details on an investigation, ongoing investigation. Incredibly valuable information. So they said, if you want to meet and greet, just um, point out one of us that is, and we'll definitely meet and greet with you. <laughs> so there were a, a few officers that, that opened that invitation up to me. So of course, the next time I'm downtown, I'm going to walk around and hear, see if I hear any voices, and I can identify, and not only hear the voice, but I can identify the person that that voice is coming from. Hey, it may require a little work, but I, it can't hurt to walk around and, and see. And 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 you say, well, how could you do that? And what practical experience do you have? Well, when I was in the highways of unjust incarceration in prison, I. I would walk around and hear side voices, and sometimes I could, I had that feeling, or not that feeling, that 
oh, okay, this voice belongs to this person. But I wasn't 100% sure because I didn't interact. I was still in that that social, that bubble, that socially isolated bubble. And some of them were freestyle, so I didn't interact with them. In any case, um, and it seemed like they were insinuating that Carrie, my ex-wife, had identified 15 officers in one of her uh, trips, I think, t- uh, to one of the major metro areas and help them along knowing which officers were open and which ones uh, were, I mean, were inclined. So good, good work. Good work here. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so um, that was one. She also, and uh, in, 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 in a size suggestive way, shared with me the reason why there was always so much traffic when she came to visit me uh, in California um, was because we were being side performed and people would see where we were going and they would they would jump on the freeway to verify we were going to that location and we were all together and it would make these incredibly huge traffic jam. I mean, I would go to Stinson Beach and there would be traffic from Sacramento to Stinson Beach. I didn't understand why in the middle of the day there was traffic. I, I couldn't understand. I was like, why is there so much traffic in the middle of the day? Anywhere we went at any time, there would be this incredible traffic jam. Obviously, I, I, I never knew, but other people knew that we were being side performed and we had this following. How incredible is that? So, all right, all right. I think I think that wraps up all the accounts over the last. 12 to 24 hours. It stretched on a little bit longer than 12 hours. Yeah, 12 to 24 hours. And uh, I think the podcast is the best way to capture it, but that's pretty good. All right, let's start the practice closing down. The one <laughs> whole final verification was that in Sacramento, some of the homeless that were around me were the older police force, the ones that had got pushed out, gone through community codification, and, you know, pushed into the streets for being good people. The psychic ones were around me. That's independent verification. They told me that inside. Uh, and I specifically know one that showed up Almost every day. Well, there were two. They were part. They were like partners. Uh, one had a he had a old primer Chevy no uh, Chevelle. He knows who he is. He showed up. Never directly spoke to me, but he showed up every day. You just knew. You know a lot of the experiences from him. You knew the good people around you. You just didn't quite know why they were put there. You just knew there were good people around you and you didn't want to condemn everybody. And I guess that's how I I feel about California. I don't want to condemn everybody. But the state of affairs in their communities, abysmal is the word that comes to mind. It's just tragic, really. It's just tragic.
Psyche Project. Uh, the final independent verification is that uh, there was a an account in the side last in the last about 24 hours that said there were 40 ounces in a brick. And once you start the concrete dissolution process, and you remove the concrete that you would be putting in, you, you say how it are 40 ounces in one brick, and one brick is about two pounds, 2.2 pounds. It's because when you remove the concrete, you add the water, the water rate makes up for the removal of the concrete. And that's how it weighs out the same. That's what was communicated to me. So I think we were giving, it gave us good information and then it gave us information on how to process drugs at the same time. I don't know how that plays out. Anyways, independent verification. Psychic project. It's a psychic project. It's May 26. In May 26, 2019, 10.53 a.m. I'm sitting in front of Daniel Webster. Elementary school I went to. As I, as I grew up, as I grew up, looking at my old fifth grade classroom. The United States flag is flying properly high on the pole, and so is the Texas flag. All is proper. I am. Um, I took a, a unexpected turn this morning. And probably a stance that I'm a little uncomfortable with. But it seems to be the correct and fair stance in supporting the release of um, a drug cartel, a foreign national, I'm a drug cartel member. This El Chapo. I, um, Juan, Juan Guzman, I think is his name. Juan de Guzman. Um, here we have a villainized cartel member from another country, Mexico. And in our own country, where we have arrested and incarcerated him for years, we support drug storage. In major metro areas, I documented two of them, and in the side, they, they documented that they have a third in LA, and in, 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 a, in a nuanced way, the side whispered that a fourth has been documented. I can't tell you what the fourth was. I can only tell you that a fourth has been located beyond L.A., Sacramento, and Dallas. 
I believe it might be Detroit, but I'm not sure. I, I, I kept hearing things about Detroit, but I'm not sure. I don't I don't want to I don't want to go into depth there. There were some whispers of Washington, D.C. also being the other one. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to go too far in depth there. Let's just say there are four or five metro areas in North America that have drug storage. We had state-sponsored agencies being used as cartels to move these drugs around. And then we're, in, we're, we're issuing more international warrants for the arrest of individuals for, for cartel activities. Drug smuggling activities? That is beyond hypocritical. Did we did we ever expose these other elements? I mean, are we hiding their faces from history? Our own our own uh, criminal behavior? Why is it okay to flash the face of, of a Mexican, well, he's not Mexican-American, of a Mexican foreign national and put him as the face of cartel activities and not show the true face in this country of cartel activities. Why are those faces hidden? Why aren't they unmasked? Are you trying to rewrite history? And what about the other, you know, the size of millions? Of course, it's not millions that are locked away and incarcerated in all the, these 49 other states for nonviolent drug offenses. And by the way, POTUS 44 make a big push to release nonviolent drug offenses. Maybe he was aware of some of these inconsistencies in the law. Between the experience in the cities and how the law was being applied. But every state has a, a set of nonviolent drug offenses, felony drug offenses that are being incarcerated. The federal government has in the federal system nonviolent drug offenses. Why are they still incarcerated? They shouldn't be looking for um, pardons. Their entire case should be made um, I guess I guess we do have to stand up to the rule of law. So pardons should be applied to these these Pardons should be applied to these cases. I'm for the immediate pardoning of nonviolent drug offenses, all of them. Given the situation here in these metro areas, given the situation in California, it comes down to a fairness of law. Where's the fairness? Where's the equity in the law?
Where is the equity in the law? It's clearly, we're going to take up some sort of drug economy, drug market, something. If and if not, then we are going to use them as in some weapons of mass destruction for our enemy who seems to um, have some obsession and our enemy being California with drugs. So in either case, whether we open a market or we store them for um, military use, later military use, they're here. And our tax dollars supported it. How can we also at the same time support incarceration for individuals that were mining the substance? And maybe as I, as I do that, maybe perhaps I'm looking, I'm working through it now. I mean, are we trying to state that it was legal at the federal level and illegal at the state level? I'm, I'm trying to understand how we can even rationalize these charges. And I don't think we can. don't think we have the ability to rationalize these charges without being hypocritical in some way. I mean, in Texas, it's, it's on our schools and our churches. And, and I saw that as something would be bad, but as time goes on, we're just teaching our society. You know, if you're really progressive, then you say, we take the stand as a society not to value the drug any longer, not to be fascinated, fascinated with it at all. I have... I have that understanding. That's that's what's being pushed here in Texas. We're not fascinated. We're no longer fascinated with drugs. The whole sex, drugs, and rock and roll—that's yeah, dead. It's everywhere. You can pick it up if you want. But we've lost our fascination with it here. That's not so much the case in Sacramento. There are still people. There are still people that value it. Still people that crave it. Openly. I have not seen that element, but I, it may be undercover here, but I have seen resistance to, to consumption of drugs, not resistance to drug storage. It's, 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 it's a different uh, mindset now. Consumption is, um, oh, what's the word? The word, we've made consumption unattractive. Huh. 
How valuable is that? How valuable is that in the degradation? In any case, um, back to the back to the real argument was the hypocrisy and the mass incarceration of all these individuals. How do how do we resolve that? And the, so I sent out, and the story was in the reconstitution of our government. This is one of the things that needs to be resolved. This particular hypocrisy, this one hypocrisy needs to be resolved. These people need to be set free. Um, I'm not going to go on too long because it's, it's pretty clear the, the picture I'm painting. And I don't think I don't think anybody can debate this. And I don't see it. And by the way, I don't see it as a white black or Mexican thing or Asian thing. I'm sorry. That's right. Cause I'm quite few. There, there's, there's probably a, a few, um, Asian Americans that are incarcerated doing this. It needs to be resolved. I'm sure it spreads. I'm sure it spreads throughout the entire culture. All the cultures that are in our, in our, in our nation. All right. This is the psychic project. I'm going to close out. It's a psychic project. I just wanted to come back and say, you know, and I wanted to say that another thing about in, in Dallas, our view of drug storage is, hey, we'll give you, we'll give you the drugs. We'll put it on the ground everywhere. There is no need to commit a crime for drugs because we don't value the drug anymore. We don't value the experience. We, we're not popularizing it anymore. And it's, we're saying that it's, it's no longer, a, it's, it's no longer a part of our culture. Not in that way. And, 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 and if, if, if I'm reading the community, right? We're saying, hey, if we put it out there all everywhere, maybe people will stop committing crimes for it. And we'll see a reduction in crime. Huh. I wish we could quantify those numbers. I don't see it on the news, by the way. <laughs> I don't see it on the news. But I can't trust the news. So, I can't trust the news. I don't know if we're getting all the news... Uh, because at one time in the side, by the way, I just want to, I'm kind of bringing this up. It was noted that the crimes from Sacramento were being spread out across the nation because there were so many of them. So I don't know if some of that is going on or not. That they were making the entire nation aware of all the crimes that took place and seeding all that, all the video footage in, in, in through all throughout the nation so that the video footage wouldn't be a shock if it came up in the future. Well, it's possible. Um, it's possible. In, in, in either case, uh, I just wanted to come and, and state that fact. It's a psychic project, please. It's a psychic project. Um, I'm just adding on to incarceration because... As I, was, as I was thinking, you know, our issue with 
Donald J. Trump, POTUS, I can understand perhaps they're being trying to understand it. Are Native Sci Americans like automatically more susceptible to druggies? Before we uh, put another one on a pedestal, do we need to validate that we're not opening ourselves up to some unforeseen um, uh, future events? My experience is only that of a Native Side American. So I can't, I honestly, I can't say if I feel more opened up to it in popularized culture. I can tell you that I am not resigned to that fact because I, I don't see myself as a drug addict. Any longer. I see it as an episode that I went through on my side, my life, and I resolved it. That's it. Um, I can't tell you my father never experienced that. So I can tell you that there are those out there that don't experience, that are Native Side Americans and don't experience drug addiction. And I think that was the question I was trying to answer. And I did that by using my dad as a representation of that. All right, the Psychic Project. The Psychic Project, I'm, you know, I just want to close this out. You know, the part of this, our findings here on the ground, our everyday observations about our country have to do about when we reconstitute it, when we come back together, the faith that the global community will have to invest in our country will be on how we reconstitute it, how we apply our laws fairly. How we deal with drug addiction in our communities. You want to know the best the best way to determine if we're going to have a good economy or not? Is not to devalue yourself or devalue your community by becoming addicted to drugs or glamorizing drugs or criminal behavior or corruption in any manner. In that way, I see my community says, yeah, we, we, we have zero value for the drug. It's everywhere. We don't, we're, we're not debasing ourselves with it. We're busy working. We here in Texas, we are busy working day and night. There were some aspects of that in, in, in Sacramento, but it was, it was in between, hitting miss. Here, it's a plethora of work, and we are all working. I, I, I wonder sometimes if we're working so hard to keep our mind off the events in our, in our, in our country. It's possible. It's possible. But the, as far as Texas is concerned, the global community should not be so concerned with drug addict behavior coming 
not not to not in the form of subversive. I don't see that. Now, I was entirely surprised by the amount of drug storage, and I've lived here my off and on my entire life. Well, I've lived here my entire life. My house has been here, but I just haven't. But uh, it's a fact of life, and one we as a people deal with. Um, and I guess, I guess, I guess some of that would go back to if we do recreate a drug uh, storage market, um, a drug economy market, to exchange the valuation of uh, the commodity. How stable would it be? Like, would would the residents be consuming all consuming of it? And I can tell you, the Texas market would be stable. Anything coming out of this region, at least, uh, uh, let me take that back. I can speak for Dallas. I have an intimate touch on Dallas. I haven't so much spent enough time in Houston, but I have an intimate touch on Dallas. And I suspect Dallas and Houston might mirror each other. Houston's always been slightly faster. Uh, it's just a bigger, more international city. That's just how it is. I'm from Dallas, and we've always played second fiddle to Houston. But I don't suspect it's out of hand. But uh, as I said, um, it's nowhere near what I saw in Sacramento. Um and is a tremendous amount of work. And wherever you see people working and leading stable lives, that's an indication that uh, the economy is healthy. And I don't see that, that vacancy in the downtown area. I don't see that economic blight that I documented in Sacramento. I did not see that. I did see renovations, but I didn't see economic blight. So... That's a healthy sign of an economy here for those that are looking for um, are, are the economic numbers off for Texas. I, I, I don't see that. I don't see that. I don't see that. I do see some infrastructure work, a lot of infrastructure work here. So there is money flowing into the community, I, I would say, from the government for infrastructure work. I'm not going to I'm not going to misguide anybody there. There is some kind of. Um, infrastructure funding being seeded in this community. And that's good. It keeps people working and it keeps people minds on the right thing. And myself included, I work every day. So, all right, it's a psychic project closing it up.